You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, what's up? Welcome to episode number 265 of Locked On Raptors for Wednesday, uh, January 24th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of LockedOnRaptors.com and RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter at WoodleySean, and the show is on Twitter as well at Locked On Raptors. You can find links to every single episode. Of course, Locked On Raptors is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You've heard the spiel a million times. Check out the shows, all 30 NBA teams, all 32 NFL teams, Locked On Fantasy, Locked On NBA, uh, and you can find those all together on the Locked On NBA iTunes channel. Rate, review the shows you like, and if you can find Locked On Raptors on iTunes, uh, please leave a rating or review on the page. It helps a lot, makes us more popular, and uh, makes people discover the show, which is a lovely and perfect, wonderful, beautiful thing uh, that helps me out a lot in terms of uh, making money. So give me money and subscribe to the show on iTunes. It's lovely of you to do. Uh, on today's show, I'm joined by our pal John Godis. How's it going, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Of course, John from Raptors HQ and uh, the University of Manitoba's Twitter account. And, uh, <laughs> Sportsnet 590. Yeah. you're. Are you like a, a regular guest on there now? No, not really. Okay. Well... We can say regular guest on Sportsnet 590, John Godis joins us now. Um, I don't write that much, so that's probably what we should go with. <laughs> yeah, I don't write much either. Uh, I had to hire people to help me write stuff for the website uh, because I'm bad at it. And uh, it's hard to write about a team that's just consistently really good. And uh, that's what the Raptors are right now. Um, before we get into anything. I uh, how are you, John? It's been a while, man. <laughs> I'm good. I thought we were you were reading an ad, so I'm just sitting here waiting for you. Uh, we'll get to the ad in a me. little bit. No, I just wanted to uh, just check it in on how you're doing, man. I'm having. <laughs> we can get into how I am. Good. I'm having a, a a strange week. So my girlfriend is a teacher, and she's away at camp with her class for the week. Um, so I'm just at home alone, living just the most repugnant lifestyle imaginable. Um, I, I have eaten a lot of peanut butter, uh, canned soup. It's where it's at. Um, <laughs> this is why I mentioned to you before the show that I wanted to talk about canned soup because uh, tonight I had a, a Thai chicken soup, mm. and it was uh, you know here's the thing with canned soups. Like I eat a lot of them, so I'm well versed in the subject. But uh, like you had to jazz them up a little bit, I think. And uh, tonight I had a Thai chicken one that was just broth with like a little bit of stuff in it. So I decided in the mid, uh, middle of the heating up process that I need to throw some noodles in them, threw in some linguine, because uh, that's what I had on hand, tossed them in. What the hell? <laughs> I don't know. It was like the closest thing I had to like egg noodles or, or rice noodles or something like that. So uh, just tossed those in there. It was, uh, it was a good experience. This is my week. <laughs> it's like, how sounds, can I... That sounds great. Where'd you go, John? You cut, you cut out. That sounds really, really sad. Oh no! Hello? It's it, uh, you're back. It's good. We're all good. It does sound sad. Um, here's the thing: is like normally I'm the one who does most of the cooking between myself and my girlfriend. Like I like cooking. It's just when she's not around, I feel less obligated to do so. So uh, mm. living this life, it's uh, it's pretty good. I gotta say, I, I went for a haircut today to a place that uh, serves beer while you get your haircut. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, they don't have those things here. Yeah, we have just... like three, we have like three barber shops, I think. <laughs> I mean, like real, like real barbershops that aren't like you know, like ultra cuts or first choice, sports themed sports stuff. Sports clips? Do you have sports clips? No, we don't. I'm trying uh, to think of where I heard the ad for that. 
Yeah, we have. A... Oh, that's probably that's probably an ad from the starters. It's like uh, a states thing where you get you'd like get in the chair and watch sports, and it's like a ten dollar haircut. Yeah, it's uh. We have that like modern man thing. That's like a chain, and that's like under the guise of a barbershop, but it's actually just an ultra cuts for thirty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we have a sport clips here. Um, I've in Hamilton. I've never been to it. I uh, don't really want to. It's next to. Uh, Burgers Priest, so I see it a lot. <laughs> um, and uh, no, shouts to uh, Architect Hair Design in, on, in downtown Hamilton. They, cool, uh, they, super hipster name. They give you beer and they cut your hair. And is it Architect Hair Company? And then the CEO is just an, that company? No, no, it's just Arch- Architect Hair Design. It's all, oh, that's all it is. Okay, that's on, worse. Uh, James Street North. Uh, it's it's excellent. They, they again, they serve beer. They have TVs for sports. I was in there while darts was on, so you know I was happy. Um, that's that's good. Well, you have you have all this uh, canned soup sodium. It's nice to have a beer, <laughs> lighten up the palate a little bit. Yeah, uh, the soup is. I don't know. I I know it's bad. I know the sodium is bad, but it's also just so easy. And like, there's a way. There are ways to make it better. You can you can jazz up your your canned soup. And like, I want to be on chopped canned soup. Oh my god! You can also just make soup. It's like the easiest food to make. I do make soup, and it's usually pretty good. But sometimes it's you, your girlfriend's out of town, and you don't want to make any food. So all right, I won't. I won't judge you. Or, I already did, but I won't judge you anymore. Or it's just a Wednesday when she is in town, and you don't want to make any food. Um, yeah, I I won't lie. I've got a uh, I've got a can of chunky, uh, the. The Mexican one somewhere mm. in the back of my pantry. See, I don't go with the chunky because that's that's an aggressive amount of sodium, um, and also just nothing <laughs> really good for you. I usually go with the blue menu stuff. Uh, there's a nice spicy black bean that comes in a box actually that's really good. Uh, oh yeah, the boxed ones. That those yeah. are the classic canned soups. Also, the ones that you can get in like the fridge, in the uh, oh hell yeah, like at the in the produce section that are like eight dollars. Yeah. yeah, that's you a classy get, soup. You get like a mulligatawny or something like that. Beautiful, yeah. Thai yeah. butternut squash. Yes. Uh, also, shout out to uh, Denninger's, which is a grocery store in Hamilton. It's like an international grocery store. They have fantastic frozen soups. That, uh, and it's like a five-minute walk from my house, so I stock up once in a while, and it's great. Um, this is a podcast not about soup. Uh, or, soup chat. Or haircuts or living uh, a debaucherous lifestyle by yourself. Um, this is about the Raptors, but before we get to that, we got to get to our sponsor for today, and of course, that is Draft. Uh, fantasy basketball fans, listen up! If you love fantasy basketball, you got to try my new favorite app, and that is Draft. It's Fairly Fairly Fantasy Basketball. That's it, Fairly Fantasy Basketball. But not like the other guys on Draft, you play real life snake drafts with other people, just like in your season long league. And here's how it works: It's a draft that lasts for just one night, and there's no management. You just set it and forget it. Once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades no waiver wire draft even takes care of last minute injuries for you by sending you a little push notification to say you got to replace a guy in your lineup uh it's super easy you're never gonna miss an injury or anything like that as long as you got your notifications turned on and uh draft start every couple minutes so you can join one right now well not right now because we're recording this at 10 o'clock at night but uh in theory you can join one at any moment before the game start on a given day and the best part, play you play for cold hard cash. Drafts start from just one dollar, so there's a draft for everybody. You can play for a dollar, five bucks, ten bucks, a thousand bucks if you want to be a high roller. Uh, there's no salary caps. You play in a real life snake draft, just like you play with your friends in a season long league. 
Come and join me on Draft today. Download the app anytime. Just search Draft in your app store and join a game in minutes or play right from your computer on Draft.com. Whatever you want to do for a limited time only. All new players get a free entry into a draft when you use my when you make your first deposit and you use my promo code LORAPTORS. That's LORAPTORS, all one word, as in Locked on Raptors. That's right. You play a real money game for free just for using my promo code LORAPTORS on your first deposit on Draft. Uh, follow me on there, Locked on Sean. I'll, I host a bunch of leagues, usually on Wednesdays for Draft Wednesday on the podcast network. And uh, it's really fun. It, it's a good way to take my money because I'm bad at this. Um, so make sure you're subscribing or, or downloading the app Draft and using my promo code LORAPTORS. And I will see you on there uh, when you follow me at Locked on Sean. Uh, all right, John. Let's get to a game that was less riveting than talk about canned soup. Uh, the Raptors beating the Hawks, 108-93. You didn't watch much of this game, I gather? No, I did not. Uh, <laughs> I didn't, didn't watch the first half, watched a bit of the third, got the gist of what was happening, and, uh, you know, it, it was a, it was a schedule win coming off, what, three days off? Three full days off yeah. from uh, the Minnesota game. And, uh, yeah, at some point they're going to get into this kind of soft part of the schedule, which I think kind of starts tonight, Yeah, and kind of make a run at the one seed and I'm sure they're conscious of the fact that uh, they can have it tonight if the Celtics lose and in the long run it's definitely theirs to grab if they can rattle off some games here and get the uh, difficult ones that are kind of peppered in but a lot of it is happening at home so you have to feel good about you know it, it's starting this way you kind of expect to start against a team like the Hawks but hopefully it's kind of a jumping off point for a good rest of the week against the Jazz with the cool jerseys and uh, the Lakers. Yeah, I haven't looked at the schedule, but on the broadcast they said tonight that the Raptors don't go on the road for more than one single game until February 28th. Um, yeah. So, yeah, this should be a pretty good month for racking up some wins. There's some tough games in there. Um, like Minnesota next week should be a fun and good one, especially if Jimmy Butler's back. Who knows if he will be there in Washington. And then Portland as a back-to-back is not easy. Um, and then they have the, the Celtics on the 6th of February, which should be... That's our Super Bowl, basically. And the yeah. Super Bowl and the, the real Super Bowl on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to the Celtics in sort of the Eastern Conference standings in a second. But uh, just some stuff from tonight's game. Jonas Valanciunas was awesome. Um, 16 points, 13 boards, 3 assists, 3 blocks, 1 steal. Uh, he, along with every other Raptor, was defending the rim like a goddamn monster in this game. Um, I don't know. The Raptors compiled 12 block shots in this game. They probably contested another 15 other shots, um, it, leading to misses. Like They were just incredible, both uh, Jonas and Serge Ibaka. Ibaka had a couple nice chase down blocks. Pascal Siakam and Jakob Pertl, when they were in, were great at the rim. Uh, they combined for three blocks as well. It was, uh, it was a really fun game from those guys. And, I mean, th- this is becoming just a theme with this team in that they're really fun and good and, like, everyone across the board contributes on a given night. Like, Fred Van Vliet led the team in points tonight with 19. Um, mm-hmm. 19 18 minutes, 19 points, 7 boards, 5 assists, 2 steals. Uh, and, wait, 3 blocks for Fred Van Vliet? What? That's what it says. Okay. He's 4 of 6 from deep. Uh, yeah, he was freaking awesome tonight. Uh, and none of the Raptors are going to be playing in the Rising Stars game. Are you offended by this, John? Uh, I'm not offended by it because I don't really care that much about the Rising Stars game. I think it's kind of more arbitrary because it's the assistant coaches and, uh, you're kind of picking, you know, blue chip names and the Raptors don't have any, any one guy whose stats really jump out at you. Right. And, uh, you know, it's really not that insulting. I think it would have been nice to see OG in the mix, but 
you know, it's it's pulling hairs between him and Dylan Brooks and Frankie Smokes and uh, John Collins. I think those are the three guys I look at. It's like, eh, we probably could have put OG in over those guys just considering, you know, the roles on the team that they're on. But uh, they're probably not looking at that. They're probably looking at stats, and uh, they probably don't care that much <laughs> about who they're picking because <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's the Rising Stars game. I don't think anybody watches it. It's super weird that Joel Embiid's playing, right? Yeah, I think anything with the Sixers because those guys were injured for so long and it's all kind of technicality-based. Yeah. I mean, Simmons is fine. It's kind of like they redshirted and they've now they're just kind of starting to play. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how much Embiid will actually play in that game, if at all. Yeah, it would like, feel... Like, he'll get a starter's run and then a little bit in the third and I don't think he's going to play more than 12 minutes. Yeah, I feel like the Sixers won't allow that, um, considering yeah. he's got an all-star game to start in as well. Um, yeah, that, that's bizarre. I mean, I guess, like, technically he's in his second year, I suppose. Um, yeah. But it's also the exact same age-wise as Andrew Wiggins playing in the Young Rising Stars game, which would be super bizarre this season. But uh, whatever. Yeah, I'm, I, I think it's dumb that none of the Raptors got in because of how good they are as a unit, but I guess that is kind of their the thing that's working against them, right, is that they all will have their own nights from night to night. And, you know, one night Van Vliet will have 19 points. The next night Siakam will score 20 points in a quarter against the Warriors. Like, it just kind of – it varies night to night as to who the best guy is there. I don't even know who I would say. Like, obviously they weren't going to get multiple guys because, like, this is a really good rookie class and some of the guys from last season are kind of stepping up this season a little bit more. Um, but, like, I don't know, who, who would you say OG is the most deserving of all these guys? Like, I'm not even sure I would go there. Like, I might even say, like, Siakam would be, or uh, like, the most deserving to make it into the first and second year guys on the team. Yeah, I think it's tough. I would say maybe, like, stats-wise, I would go Fred. Yeah. Um, but I think role-wise, and they obviously weren't looking at that, I think OG is probably most deserving because he's kind of been thrown into the Wolves and has – played well defensively and again he's not a flashy guy and he's not meant for games like this so again they're probably just not thinking about him but uh, I would go one of those two guys probably for me that's Mike Budenholzer uh, if OG's flashy what's the deal <laughs> with John Collins got in so yeah what's the deal with the Hawks being so butthurt about stuff um like there was I think that... they suck and they're so well, I mean, they, they bad. suck and they, re- they really got pissed off about that last game and it yeah. carried over to this game for some god knows reason i guess you have you know you have to have something to get you up in the morning so i guess that's what they thought about but uh it's really weird is dennis schroeder the worst good player in the league the best bad player or is that too high a praise for dennis schroeder because i kind of think it's the latter i don't think he's any good uh I think he'd be fine in a Jeff Teague-like type role as like the fourth or fifth guy, kind of like what Teague is on Minnesota. I think he's gotten better. Like his percentages aren't god awful this year, although right. they've dropped off. But as the be- as the best player on your team, I think you're going to have a rough go of it because he's not like all emotionally there. Uh, he gets sidetracked a lot. He's shot ha- happy, obviously. Um, you want his role to be limited, and I think maybe later in his career he's he'll get that in some form. But again, you know, he's got to get into that you know fourth guy role with some team because it's kind of a mess with him on the Hawks. Yeah, the Hawks they're uh, they're really bad. Um, are they the worst team in the league? I mean, the the Magic and the Kings are like I would say yeah, similarly trash. But I think the Hawks have the worst roster. 
Yeah, I would yeah. say. The Magic, I think, have a pretty bad roster, too, but I think the sum of their parts, they should be better than they are by four or five wins. The Magic but... have, like, good players on their team. Yeah. This is the thing. Like, the, the, I don't think the Hawks have any right now. Um, I mean, maybe if you like Schroeder or whatever, but and I, I like Torian Prince, but maybe he's not good just yet. Um, but like the Magic have legitimately good players. Like Nick Vucevic is good. Uh, Aaron Gordon's good. El- Alfred Payton even is like kind of good. Uh, Terrence Ross, of course, is fantastic. It's uh, it's hard to I don't know. Like, did you see the press conference with Frank Vogel last night? Yeah, I was gonna bring that up. Oh, I was like, God. he's sinking into the table. Like, it's pretty <laughs> obvious. Like, he was expecting more. <laughs> for this roster. And I don't know what he was expecting exactly, but I didn't expect worst team in the league or worst record. I thought maybe somewhere in the 14-15 range, but yeah. It is what it is, I guess. Yeah, they're uh they're they're quite bad. Uh the Raptors are not quite bad. They are now uh they're tied with Boston in terms of the loss column right now. They're two or I think a full just one game back of the Celtics. The Celtics play yeah. against they the still Clippers. Still played two more games. Yeah, the Celtics play the Clippers tonight. Uh, they're without, and this will be out by the time this game is over probably, but uh, by the time you hear this, the Raptors very well could be half a game out of first place, and I think actually by winning percentage they'll be number one, which is, uh, like, where are you at on the one seed? Do you think the Raptors should be chasing it? Are you, like, keeping an eye on where the Cavs are, or do you just, like, not care at this point? Like, just get the one seed and... I think you should absolutely chase it, because you don't want to go through two of those teams. All three of those teams are thinking about that, and the Cavs are obviously the most dysfunctional, and they might already be out of the race, but uh, I think all three teams are thinking about that. They don't want to go through both of the other guys, and uh, they're probably the main competition in the Eastern Conference, so I think you should absolutely go for it. I think that's much more of an opportunity to do it this year than it was last year where they were kind of chasing uh basically from the get-go and they were trying to implement new parts with the trade deadline and you probably don't see that happening this year so there's going to be continuity it's going to be the same team from now until we get to the playoffs so why not go for it and i think the schedules line up for them to get it uh i don't think it matters for who they play in the first round but seating wise i think it just comes down to you don't want to play Cleveland in the second round and you don't want to have to go through Boston after that I haven't talked to you about this but like the whole are the Raptors like gonna do this thing like are they gonna like, are they a team that can potentially upset the the Cavs like this is kind of becoming a conversation now because of how just just god awful the, the Cavs have been listen to Justin Rode and Carter Rodriguez's pod the chase down uh, <laughs> how was that I didn't it was amazing it was like yeah. Justin was just, like, laughing in denial the entire time, and Carter just sounded broken. Um, yeah. And honestly, like... <laughs> like I, would, I would be, too. I feel bad for him. Yeah. The, the Cavs mess. are a d- disaster. Um, yeah. They, like... What was it uh, Bruce Arthur quote-tweeted the, the low post today and said maybe they should just ask LeBron for a list of three teams? <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah. It's, but, again, like, if they, if they meet them in the playoffs... The Raptors and the Celtics are two teams that can't really, you know, aren't, don't have the best players to take advantage of the Cavs situation. And we don't know what this team, this Cavaliers team is going to look like uh, at the end of the year as far as their effort and even their personnel. Like if they added George Hill, that's been a guy who's, you know, guarded Kyle Lowry well in the past and probably would do well against Kyrie. Uh, so it's kind of them tuning up a little bit. It's just so hard to say, like, are they going to be this bad all year? I don't think so. But how bad they end up being is going to be the question mark. And if they're, you know, 80% as bad as they are right now, I think it's a wide open race. 
Here's the thing about the Cavs is that, like, yes, at their peak, they are still the Cavs with LeBron, and playoff LeBron is playoff LeBron, and we always understand. But we haven't seen, like, a peak this year, really. I yeah. Mean, they, ripped off, they ripped off some games, but that was really because, you know, Wade was playing well off the bench, and it was throwing a curveball at the teams they were playing. And it was a pretty weak and, schedule. Uh, they, they weren't were having to work too. in IT, and I, yeah. you know, having IT and love together on the floor is just a total disaster for them defensively. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think that that's been borne out in the eight games or so that IT's been back. I think they can't play together. I think, personally, I think they should be trying to move Thomas at the trade deadline if they have any hope. Uh, that was, it's just, he's not a fit for that team, and I think if he's on the floor at the same time as Love, that anybody can beat him. Yeah, and I also think, like, the last few seasons the whole conversation with the Cavs is like, okay, they're gonna win the East, but, like, are they good enough to beat the Warriors? And, like, I don't think it's any question. Like, there's no goddamn way in the world no. with this roster. Even any trades they could make, realistically, they're not beating the Warriors this season. And, like, I do think this is the first year where it's actually, like, there are flaws in the team that are real enough and that are, like, exploitable enough that I do think it is actually a question for how good they're gonna be come playoff time. Um, like, I, I think the defense, especially if Isaiah's gonna play, uh, but even if Isaiah's not playing, like, there aren't that many good defenders on that team, period, right? Like, Jarrett Yeah, they Smith, really, like, they need to get a rim protector and they need yeah. to get George Hill, basically, because all of their point guards are bad defensively. Yeah. Tom is probably the worst and he's gonna get most of the minutes in the playoff, in the playoffs if he's on the team. Yeah. And uh, he's just, we can't undersell it enough. He's probably the worst defensive player in the league. Yeah. Like, he he's not tall enough to defend his position. He Everybody blows by him. Like, the Westbrook thing was just hilarious. Like, yeah. he's five steps up in front of him, and he can't stay beside him, and he just kind of lets him waltz right by. Um, but, yeah, you can't undersell it enough. He probably is the worst defensive player in the league. Yeah, and I think I'm sure. behind him trying to be a rim protector. It's just yeah. he, personnel. We knew at the beginning of the season that if they tried to do that, it wasn't going to work. And bearing out, it's worse than we thought it could possibly be. Yeah, and, like, maybe there's some burst for Isaiah to get back, but that doesn't make him taller. Um, and also Carter and uh, Justin pointed this out too like if they do get George Hill they're like they're very not very confident at all that they're going to play George Hill at point guard they're just going to play him at shooting guard next to Isaiah Thomas which leaves the same problem out there um, yeah. when maybe George Hill should just be eating Isaiah Thomas's minutes on that team. Um, yeah. It's, uh, that's why I say, that's why I say they're probably best off moving him. Yeah. And yeah. see what you can get on the market because if he's on the team, I don't see how they advance because he has to play. Yeah. I like, what's with the, like, what's the incentive for the Kings to just take back nothing for George Hill? Like, I know he's a worth traffic, a lot. I guess. I mean, it'll assure them, you know, being the number one pick. Yeah, I guess, but people, like, what I've, like, people seem to be talking about it in the terms of, like, a second-round pick instead of the, the, the Cavs' first-rounder, like, that, which I wouldn't do. Like, that seems like way too, like, you're selling way too low on, on George Hill if you're just getting a second-rounder and then some salary shit that you're going to waive anyway with Fry and Shumpert, um, especially yeah. Fry. Uh, Justin also made the point that it'd be really funny if the Raptors signed Channing Fry on the waiver market uh, <laughs> after he just demolished them for the last three seasons. But that's way too far in advance. But um, no, I think like I agree. The one seed, even if the Cavs might slip to four, um, as much as deep playoff runs are really fun, and I would like to see the Raptors go to the conference finals at the very least because it's really fun covering and watching and being a part of a long playoff run. Like it's just it's a really cool thing to have going on for a month and a half. Um, it like you want to have home court, and they're they're going to have home court if they play the Cavs. I think at this point, like I don't think I don't see the Raptors going through a big sort of 
swoon or anything like that coming up and the the Cavs are kind of what they are and I'm not sure like, maybe they'll make a trade but then you have the adjustment period for that uh, and they very much seem like if they're going to flip the switch it's going to come very close to playoff time if not in the playoffs um, but like I, like home court will matter against the Cavs I mean the Raptors have been yeah. much better much more competitive against the Cavs at home uh, and I just think the Raptors are better this season man their defense is incredible it's a top five defense it's a top five offense uh, the third best net, uh, net rating in the league by a pretty significant margin. Um, like everything points to, aside from the reputation of the Raptors, everything points to the Raptors just being better and more equipped for a playoff matchup against any team, really, uh, including the Cavaliers, and they have been in the past. Um, at what point do you buy in that this team like would have to take like a five game or four game first round series for you to totally buy in on this team being different or? Like, when do you sort of accept that, hey, like, maybe this is just, like, st- like the Cavs aren't going to own the East forever, and maybe this just is the Raptors' time? Yeah, I mean, we're going to see in the first round if, if this can, you know, carry over or if it's really a mentality thing, because I think that's what it comes down to, yeah. is just the mentality of the Raptors and whether they can carry it into the playoffs and be confident in what they're doing. I think they've shown that the offense has withstood difficult situations. There's been close games where they've run it, and close games where they haven't. So uh, it'll be interesting. It, it, it doesn't really depend on the matchup, I think, in the first round. It's just a matter of how they play. I think they any of those series, whether it's Philly, Milwaukee, Detroit, whoever, whatever team it is, uh, I think it's a winnable series for them. But it, it, it does depend a little bit on how quickly they can disperse that team, and that probably depends on how well their offense is. And just going back, I think everyone's talking about you know how difficult Cleveland's road, how they're making it on themselves to the finals to face the Warriors again. I think the best possible Eastern Conference series from an entertainment standpoint is the Celtics and the Raptors. And yeah. I think that's a matchup that everybody should want to see because for me at this point the teams are so evenly matched. And like I've circled February 6th on my calendar as, you know, one of the best games of the year. And uh, I think more people should. I think it's going to be a competitive game. And whatever series, if that ends up happening, I think it's going to be really interesting. Yeah, I'm with you. That'll be a blast of a game. Um, I Yeah, there's people already starting to fearmonger about the first-round matchup. Like, I'm not all that concerned. The Bucks are scary because Giannis is Giannis. But, like, miss me with being scared of the Sixers. They are... No. Such a comically bad crunch time team. They turn the ball over. Yeah. They're, they're young players. They're not going to be good in a playoff series in their first go at it if they make it at all. Um, I'm not scared of the Pacers. not scared of the Pistons. Good God, the Pistons aren't making it. The Pistons suck ass. Um, but, uh, no, like I, I'm just... The fear-mongering, I think we can almost say like at this point, and, and yeah, like if it doesn't hold up come playoff time, we'll be laughing at this, but... Um, yeah, I think you can almost say that, like, yeah, like this team is past the fear mongering for a first round playoff series. Like, you should be looking past the first round series almost if you're a fan. Obviously, you know, don't if you're the team, don't overlook it. But I, I honestly, I, I'm just I'm less stressed as than I ever have been. It's lovely. It's a beautiful feeling. Um, and yeah, that Celtics Raptors series that that'll be really fun to see. I'm not sure if we'll see it. I don't think that the Celtics will beat the Cavs in a playoff series just because. I don't think their offense can hack it. Um, and I think the Celtics against any team is going to have issues scoring. Um, even if they play with the Bucks in the first round, I think that could be a trouble for them because they can't score. They are a bad offensive team. And when teams start to double Kyrie Irving and get the ball out of his hands, Raptors style, for the past few years, 
Uh, what are you relying on, like Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart to make open threes? Like I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I have serious trepidation about what the Celtics are as a playoff team. As great a story as they've been in the regular season, and as ridiculous as their defense is, I just think their offense is uh, is not really playoff level at this point. It's uh, it, it seems like it could be kind of easy to ch- choke up. Um, I want to see stress. They're getting stress test right, stress tested right now, and I think we're going to see over the next couple weeks how real they are yeah and again hayward is still a question mark too and how that messes with their continuity if he does make a comeback late in the year and uh whether it takes them up another level that's yet to be seen yeah i i still have the visions of paul george a couple years ago coming back too early and not being even close to 100 percent and not really being all that effective um obviously different recoveries different players whatever but uh i'm not penciling in Gordon Hayward to be any sort of savior. What's that? John, are you there? I think we lost John. Uh, that's okay. We, uh, we've we done a good job on this podcast. It's been a good time. Uh, thanks to John for coming on the show. At John Godis on Twitter. Uh, apologies for the strange internet connection. I'm going to blame John for this because my internet connection is flawless. Um, so make sure you're following John. Read his stuff in Raptors HQ. Oh, do we have you back? Yes, I'm back. Oh, hey, John's back. Uh, I don't know. I don't have anything else to say. The Hawks suck. The Raptors are good. Uh, we'll see what happens in the East. And uh, your internet connection is bad. I don't know what it is. I think it's because one of the pages was stuck in loading, so I think it's fine now. Oh, okay. Uh, what page were you pulling up out of curiosity? Uh, basketball reference. It must have been a really big one. Ah, was it... Uh, uh, games in which the Celtics uh, lose or almost lose to a bad team. Uh, so that's a, that, that's a big basketball reference page this season. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go watch them lose to the Clippers. Uh, we can wrap this thing up here. I don't have anything else to say. Do you have anything else? Any parting shots? No, I think we're gonna talk about this a lot with these three teams. So yes, best to best to leave it for tonight. Yeah, let's not use all the material on one of the daily podcasts when we have uh, <laughs> hundreds more to go this season. Uh, John, thanks for coming on, man. Anything you want to plug? No, not really. We got the uh, Raw Raptor rankings every single week on Fridays on Raptors HQ. That's, that's my writing input for the most part. And then if you listen to Sports Staff 590 on a 24-7 basis, there's a good chance you'll hear me once every 10 days. So uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Woodley Sean. Uh, follow at Lockdown Raptors. Oh, John, you're going to be part of this thing. Uh, if you want to be part of the Lockdown Raptors Memorial or Andrea Bargnani Memorial Trivia Tournament, uh, you can still. There's like one spot left, I think. Yeah, unless someone's DM me during this podcast. No, there's one spot left. If you want to be a listener, uh, part of the listener bracket, John is going to be taking part in this tournament. I'm actually going to pull up the bracket now to see who John's playing in the first round as of right now. Uh, I'm so bad at trivia. Like, if you're in my oh, bracket, you can feel good. If anyone's ever listened to the uh, the headquarters, the podcast, which still sort of exists, it might come back at some point. Um, but the game we play on there, that random Raptors game, John is just so unbelievably bad at it. It makes me sad. Um, Let's see, who's John got in the first round? Uh, you have listener John Nagib. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be on February 11th. So, get ready for that, uh, John. Take, taking this John down. <laughs> uh, 
I don't know about that, man. You're uh, <laughs> you're pretty bad. Pretty pretty bad. But hey, we'll see. Crazy things can happen. Give but, me a 2012 or later question, and I'll nail it. I mean, it'll be a good mix of everything, I think. Um, okay. But yeah, there's uh, there there is still one spot left if you want to be a, a member of the uh, tournament. It's going to be good. I'm very excited. It should be a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, so just hit me up if you want to be part of it. Josh Lewenberg's involved. Dan Reynolds. Justin Rowan's playing. Uh, Sahal Abdi. Uh, Sirat Sohi. Dan Grant. Uh, who else? We got Joey Cash. We got Will Liu. It's like a loaded field, okay? Uh, and if you're a listener who's part of the, the tournament, you will be up against one of these uh, media folks. So um, make sure you sign up. It's going to be a lot of fun. If you want in the last spot, please shoot me a DM or an email or whatever and plead your case. I had someone say that they – someone sent me a, a screen cap uh, of when they got onto a broadcast because they were freaking out so hard against, like, the Clippers or something. Uh, he was in immediately. Uh, there was someone who said he had a back tattoo of the old school Raptors logo. He's in immediately. Um, this is how you get in. Just uh, plead your case, and I'll put you in the tournament. There's one spot left. Um, and I would like to fill that up very soon so I can get the bracket out and the schedule out to everybody. Um, until then. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. John, thanks for coming on, man. And we will talk to you again with another episode of Lockdown Raptors on Thursday. What we're going to talk about, I have no idea. Uh, maybe a mailbag of some sort. That's usually my go-to when I have nothing to talk about. So uh, stay tuned for that, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Have a good one.